Но смысл жизни заключается в том, чтобы возвысить свой духовный уровень за то время, которое нам дается прожить. Пусть даже на йод он будет выше, чем в момент рождения. Значит, наша жизнь уже была прожита не зря. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Drifting Podcast. It's a bit of a dreary evening, at least for me. Well, late afternoon. I don't know how it is for you. You can tell by my voice. Um, <laughs> but we have a very interesting episode. We're going to be talking about the Oscars. Very fun. Very fun. Yeah. You know, the so, last time I actually paid attention to the Oscars list. Um, been a while especially since the whole fiasco with the chris rock incident like the last big thing i remember with the oscars that's right that was at the oscars <laughs> wasn't it yeah it was i wanted to ask you how many of the films that have been nominated have you seen or do you know of um good question uh, let me take a quick look at this list um, seeing some familiar names with actors, um, but let's just go to Best Picture. So that's usually what everyone wants to see, right? Best Picture and Cinematography. Yeah, okay, um, let's start with Best Picture. No. I'll say a film. You tell me if you've seen it. Okay, let me... Uh, I have I have the list on my computer right now, so let's get to Best Picture. There it is. Okay. <laughs> American Fiction. Have you seen it? No, that's a no for me. I haven't seen it either. Anatomy of a Fall. Have you seen it? No. <laughs> it's already looking bad. Yeah, but this one I've heard about, and I really want to see it. Um, Barbie. Have you seen it? I've only heard of it. I've seen lots of ads. I've seen Barbie. So, okay, at least Barbie, <laughs> I have something to say uh, about. The Holdovers. Have you seen it? Nope. Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Uh, so this is one's actually interesting. I haven't seen the movie, but before the movie came out, I actually read the or listened to the audiobook of this. Oh, okay. So you know about the story and I know about the whole story of Sage County and the whole shenanigans that came along with the the natives and FBI. I see. I really want to see this film. I haven't seen it yet. Maestro. Bradley Cooper's film. He spent many years working on this film. Have you seen it? The negative. I ha- I also have not seen it. <laughs> Oppenheimer. Have you seen it? Ooh, the heavyweight right there. That's uh, no. You haven't seen Oppenheimer. <laughs> no. Yeah, I had a defeated no. It's like this whole list so far, just me Oof. saying no. <laughs> See, I have. It's pretty rough right now. I have a legitimate excuse. Oppenheimer has not come out in Japan and was not the the time that the film did come out in the summer also was not here in Japan 
Um, but it's coming to cinemas in March of this year. So I will have That's a chance to month. see it in cinemas, yeah. I've actually seen a resurgence of Oppenheimer ads across LA. Now, I'm not sure if that means they're doing a re-release or if that means they're trying to go for the votes for the Oscar, like the consideration votes. Yeah, a re-release would make sense, um, especially around Oscar time. Could be, it probably could be both. Could be for Oscar consideration, get it in people's psyche, and perhaps a re-release in selected uh, cinemas. But yeah, I also have not seen Oppenheimer yet. How about Past Lives? No. <laughs> I also haven't seen it. Poor Things, Yorgos, the director of... Um, I really want to see this. I haven't seen it because I think it was Lobster, right? Yeah, The Lobster, Dog Tooth. And what's the other one he had that's more recent? Um, Hunting of a Sacred Deer, I think? Yes, Killing, of a, Killing of a Sacred Deer. And then there was an even more recent one he did about the Queen in England. Uh, I can't. Uh, the name escapes me. But I will say, every film I've seen from him, I fucking love. So I'm really looking forward to watching Poor Things. And last one is Zone of Interest. Have you seen that? I don't even... You know, like a lot of these I've at least heard mentioned, seen on lists, uh-huh. saw the trailers. The Zone of Interest I've never even heard of. Yeah, same here. <laughs> See, this is fascinating because, you know, to our audience listening, they may think like, oh, geez, <laughs> do these guys actually even like movies? But this is abnormal for me. Prior, just as I'm you... In the same boat. Yeah, just as you mentioned, maybe we could use... Maybe the world changed when Will Smith, <laughs> the slap that was heard across the world, maybe that changed something in in our current universe. I don't know what it is, but prior to that, I had always seen quite a few films that were nominated for Oscars before the nominations and leading up to the event. I had usually covered most of them, if not all of them. So to have an Oscars where I've only seen one of the films up to this point, and in all honesty, there are some good-looking films, but something... I will agree with that. Yeah, something feels different, right? It's, it's so bizarre. In the same boat as you, usually I've seen one or two or all of, the, all of them in the past years. This time... Uh, I didn't do my due do my, uh, my due diligence and watch the films. And I know it's like you're saying, uh, we're here filmmakers talking about film every now and then, and we haven't watched a single movie on this list. Yeah, it's. Or I guess you have. Yeah, I guess you have. You watch Barbie, but <laughs> you haven't watched a, a good a good chunk of the stuff on this list. You haven't watched. It's bizarre. Not only not seeing it, but I haven't seen much of a conversation or advertisement for it. I haven't really passed by cinema where it stood out to me, any of these films. Nor have I heard any of my friends, even filmmaker friends, mentioning films. Except for Barbie and Oppenheimer, I guess. Because, as you know, those were those were big hits. <laughs> As they came out, and a lot of people even said it was a resurgence of the cinema experience. But that's it. 
do remember uh, the whole summer, uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer coming out. It was just dubbed the Barbenheimer. You see Barbie and then Oppenheimer. Yeah, which caused some controversy because people started making fan art of uh, like pink atomic bombs, <laughs> like pink smoke <laughs> atomic bombs. And I can definitely tell you some of those did not go over well on social media here in Japan for obvious reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be very bad for over there. Yeah, a bit offensive. But yeah, the, the Barbenheimer was definitely a sensation. And yeah, I don't know. Well, here's what I'm thinking we do for this episode. Because we are in a place of ignorance, <laughs> I, I would agree with that. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to go film by film and discuss what we think it could be, who's partaking in it, and our relationship to the filmmakers and the creators, how we feel about certain actors or certain directors. So that in a later episode, after we have made it our goal to watch most of these, if not all of these films, we can then discuss how we actually feel about the films and were they worthy of nomination if that episode is recorded after the Oscar ceremony um, compared to our initial stage of ignorance where we just guessed <laughs> how the film may be. Okay, that'll be a interesting, fun one. No. Okay, so we'll start with actors in the leading role, and I'll I'll host this this stage of of the discussion, and then I guess as we go to supporting role, you can host and discuss, um, bring up the questions, and then we'll just go back and forth as we go down the list. So, Maestro, is it one you've heard anything about at all? No. Okay, so uh, maybe now I should be seeing all the billboards and ads for it too. Maybe I just haven't paid attention enough to really notice it. So it's about a conductor. Um, I've seen bits of the trailer and I've heard a little bit about it. I'm just looking it up online right now about who's it based on Leonard Bernstein. Okay, so Leonard Bernstein, it's about his personal life autobiography. Um, I do know what's interesting is not only did Bradley Cooper direct it, but he plays as the leading role. And there's a final sequence. Spoiler alert, everybody. If you don't want this spoiled, you can stop listening now. Maybe skip ahead two minutes. But okay. Okay. Gave them some time. But I will say there's a final sequence where he actually conducts in one continuous shot. Uh, for like three minutes and apparently Bradley Cooper spent six years training as an actual conductor just to film that scene so Bradley Cooper being a conductor <laughs> yes and he's t completely transformed not only did he lose weight for the film but even just makeup and and um, body language I can say from an individual acting performance from that scene that the only that scene that I've seen, it was quite incredible. It was quite incredible wow. to experience. Wow. Props, props to Bradley. Props to Bradley. Six years of uh, rehearsing is a long time. Yes. A lot of people do say besides this sequence, the film kind of meanders and 
you know, it's I think it's kind of been a hit or miss with people. People, a lot of people really like it. A lot of people don't. Um, some of those more serious cinema accounts I've seen on social media, it seems like mostly people are not in favor of the film as a whole. But there is a, a respect for his performance. So, Maestro, I think, is one worth seeing. Okay. What we got next? So, this one is for the movie Rustin. I've heard nothing about this movie. And Same here. Coleman Domingo was nominated. So... Let's do a quick Google search, Google search about Rustin. Okay, fascinating. So it's another biography, and it's based on um. Oh, it's based on a story about an openly gay black man during the civil rights movement. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Chris Rock is in it. <laughs> Yeah, Jeffrey Wright, Coleman Domingo. Okay, Coleman Domingo. I this is a very familiar face. Good actor. Uh, it's an interesting film. Interesting concept. You know how the Oscars is. There's there's what I call the Oscar bait films, and I don't mean to say that they are making the films only for winning an Oscar. Of course not, but it's just the production, the budgeting, and the destined the the determined goal <laughs> the determined goal <laughs> sorry we we both just had a bit of a a laugh because on the video screen <laughs> my my video for some reason gave a thumbs up so i guess i must have some setting on but uh anyways <laughs> the the determined goal tends to be an oscar so it's almost like from the get-go, they are chasing an Oscar. So as if there's... This is how I feel. Again, this may be controversial. This is how I feel personally. There's, it always seems like there's a checklist of things that they should have that an Oscar film should have, right? So like um, something to do with a biography <laughs> is one that they always... Right? Something to do with a historic event something something a bit politically correct right like openly gay first black first hispanic um you know first korean american or something like this there's always this this aspect um and then there's usually some kind of morality every film has a sense of morality i guess but it's kind of a very hollywood liberal you know like not even left but like hollywood liberal in quotes hollywood liberal kind of morality <laughs> and there's quite a few films and i'm not saying this film is that i'm just saying it checks off a lot of that list without yet seeing it um but i see where you're going with it though right yeah but I, i'll give it a fair shot before i judge Rustin. That's, you know, actually, I've not seen an ad or anything regarding that. So, that, I mean, that could be a sleeper. The way you're sounding, making it seem like that could be, uh, well, I guess for best picture, for best actor, the way it's sounding like it might just be Bradley Cooper. Well, you will see. 
I mean, here's a big name for you. Someone who I have a lot of respect for. Paul Giamatti has been nominated for his role in the film The Holdovers, which I did see the trailer of. And it looks like a very interesting film. And Paul Giamatti, of course, brilliant. Most, if not everything that I've ever seen him perform in has been something that has been memorable. And interestingly, uh, another interesting thing about this film is it's directed by Alexander Payne. So this is a um, reunion, you could say, between the two because they've done a few films together. Um, some controversial films, some great films. I think they did Sideways, if I recall. Let me double check that. Alexander Payne, Paul Giamatti. Yes, they work together on Sideways, which is a brilliant film. Uh, one, if you haven't seen it, you maybe have, and it was from 2004. That is definitely worth seeing. Um, Alexander Payne also directed Nebraska. Do you remember that film? Oscar nominated. Nebraska, Nebraska. Is that the black and white one? Yes. Yes. So you remember it. Great film. And yeah. That's with the grandpa, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. You, you know exactly which film. And then he did Downsizing with Matt Damon, which was a bit of an interesting film. Oh, that one was comical. Some points. <laughs> yeah. Some of it was really funny, right? Overall, it was a good film. This scene. There's a scene, I think, right, with the. Um, they're blowing up a canyon, but it's like a firecracker because they're so small. <laughs> if I recall, I think that's the uh, same. I might be getting mixed up. I remember there's a, a canyon and a firecracker. I think they use a firecracker to blow up in a canyon. And they're so small, it's like a gigantic explosion. Mm, yeah. That, I could be getting mixed up, but that's what I, that's what I recall. I It's been a long time since I've seen Downsizing as well, but that sounds familiar. I may also be getting it mixed up. But Alexander Payne is a great filmmaker and Paul Giamatti is a really good actor so to see them reuniting once again and even just reading about this film it seems quite fascinating and I regret not seeing it yet um let me read so let me just read to you the synopsis a curmudgeonly instructor at a New York, sorry, at a New England prep school remains on campus during Christmas break to babysit a handful of students with nowhere to go. He soon forms an unlikely bond with a brainy but damaged troublemaker and the school's head cook, a woman who just lost a son in the Vietnam War. So it's period piece, you know, kind of like a slice of life. I'm sure it has the quirky, um, you know, kind of like highbrow comedy that a lot of Alexander Payne films have. <laughs> And the film has been received exceptionally well. An 8 out of 10 on IMDb, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, and an 82% on Metacritic. That's, that's some pretty um, high reviews right there. Yeah, that one's got to go on the list. That That's a good... That seems very interesting. I, I'm looking forward to watching that one. So, Killian Murphy was nominated for Oppenheimer, which totally makes sense. Is that how you say his name? I thought it was Cillian. I think it's Killian. Yeah, I'm quite sure it's Killian. I, I feel like I've heard it pronounced that way before. But now you're making me second-guess myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty I, sure it's yeah, Killian. I, I, I thought it was always Cillian. Oh, man. Yeah, well, I mean, have you conversed with somebody and said Cillian? <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, man, this is a flip of a coin between Killian or Silly Life. Well, we can find it now. I'm pretty sure it's Killian. I'll, I'll look it up right now for us. It should say how to pronounce it. He's always been good. I mean, the last big thing I remember seeing him in for uh, Picky's Blinders. Yeah, that was a good one. It's Killian. Oh, that's that's news to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we get distracted by name pronunciation, uh, let me just say that I agree with you. I, Whenever I see him in a film, I know it's going to be a good film. And there are certain actors, they just have a face. This, is, this sounds a bit strange, but I think a lot of the audience will agree with me. They just have a certain face that feels good on the silver screen. And you see it and you like it. And they're not necessarily, and by that I don't mean they're extremely attractive or, you know, like the stereotypical handsome look. It's just something about their features looks so good on the big screen. And I feel like he has that. I think I can agree with that. I mean, he's, I think it could be, um, I mean, the blue eyes is like deep. Blue eyes when you see it in the, the the trailers, they like it's probably it's heavily edited, so it's like bluer than what it should be. But they definitely make use of the blue eyes and just make it look like you're looking at the ocean. Yeah, that's true. And then he's got some like a super strong jawline. Yeah, that is also true. He, I, I think this is a big element of that that face is the jawline. If I think back, like Humphrey Bogart, for example. A lot of those actors that just have that kind of face, they also have that jawline. So you you might be onto something. So Oppenheimer, great film. Neither of us have seen it. So I mean, I shouldn't say great film as it, so confidently, but I have I mean, a I have a feeling. I mean, I mean, it's Christopher Nolan. It's, it's very yeah. hard for him to make a bad film. <laughs> exactly, and the theme is interesting. I I, I cannot wait for the opportunity to see Oppenheimer. I just need to wait one more month. I'm excited for it. I go see. Maybe I should watch an IMAX if it's not too late. If not, I might have to fly out to Japan, go see it together, and just uh, get to see it in theaters. That would be great, yeah. Um, an expensive plane ticket for a movie theater <laughs> experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, American fiction. This one seems interesting. Jeffrey Wright is a frustrated novelist who's fed up with the establishment of profits from black entertainment that relies on tired and offensive tropes. To prove his point, he uses a pen name to write an outlandish black book of his own, a book that propels him to the heart of hypocrisy and the madness he claims to disdain. This synopsis sounds amazing. Yeah, this (laughs) looks like a really interesting film. American Fiction. Okay, so Jeffrey Wright has been nominated, correct? Yep, for American Fiction as a leading actor. The synopsis looks good. Um, Anybody who hasn't seen it, check out the synopsis. This seems like a good film. And another one I'm really excited to watch, and I'm actually uh, just writing down on my list right now. I think all the actor and leading role movies, I'm going to watch a lot of these Every single one of them seems interesting to me. They all do look enjoyable to watch. The bare minimum. Mm-hmm. 
Granted, probably I should have watched these a long time ago. They came out. But uh, these, you know, it's never too late. I mean, we're not going to get the movie theater experience outside Oppenheimer. But still never too late. So I'm thinking due to time constraints, we're, we're getting near the time for this episode. I think this is going to be a saga leading up to the Oscars itself. And we'll just take it category by category and see if we can give opinions as we watch films. We'll, we'll also throw in an input on films we've discussed previously that we've now watched, uh, everyone listening. So you can kind of ride this roller coaster with us as you watch these films as well. And I think we're going to uh -huh. go down to actor in a supporting role and probably end it there. And then we'll pick up on the next episode for actress in a leading role. Uh, what is the Academy Awards? Oh, okay, I see right here on the list. March 10th. Okay, so we have some time. Actually, no, we don't. We only have a month. <laughs> yeah. I thought we are in January still. Yeah, we, we we still have time, though. I think I think maybe for this, because this is Oscar season, this is exciting. I think we'll do weekly releases for this and see how much we can knock out before the actual Oscar ceremony. Well, when is uh, the other big one, Con? When does that take place? Is that in spring? Uh, is that later? In spring? In the spring, yes. Oh, we could try that one too. Yeah, that Con would, usually puts out some pretty good films. That would be really fun. All right, so let's go to actor in a supporting role. And after that, we will finish for today's episode. And I'll let you take over for actor in a supporting role. Alrighty, we have Sterling K. Brown, an American fiction. So he's got uh, supporting his buddy Jeffrey Wright in this film. Yeah, which again is a testimony to how great or how interesting this film must be to have both your main actor and your supporting actor nominated with a synopsis that just seems ridiculous and amazing. <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to this one. I mean, that kind of, I need to watch American Fiction now. You see two actors on it, leading and supporting. And next we see it in with the actress. We see those in the same category. See like all four actors, leading, actress, supporting in there. I, uh, going to be good then. All right, so we have next. We're going to kind of, I think we're, we are getting a little close on time. So we kind of have to speed through this a bit. Um, the legend. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Of the Flower Moon. I mean, you just see the name and you know he's going to have a great performance, especially when he collaborates with Martin Scorsese. I mean, wasn't, I'm wait, wasn't Leonardo DiCaprio in this? How does he not get nominated? He's like the poster child for uh, the Academy Awards. Because from what I know, he's I think he's also supporting role. I think he's not leading role. But I haven't seen the film, so take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. And I don't know, a lot of people said that maybe the role wasn't the best suited for him, and he didn't stand out in the way that he usually does. So that may explain why. And if they're both uh. supporting in the film, perhaps Robert De Niro's performance stood out more than Leonardo's. Well, it uh, seemed like Robert De Niro just stiff-armed Leonardo DiCaprio for an award. Yeah, the the next one uh, is very interesting. I 
Yeah, this name. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer. I did not know playing, he was in Oppenheimer. <laughs> playing alongside with Killian Murphy. That is interesting. I really did not know. Which, I don't know, was he in the trailer? I don't remember that. So, Robert Downey Jr. nominated uh, for an Oscar uh, in an epic like Oppenheimer. Wow. All I really remember just seeing Killian Murphy in the trailer for everything. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm really excited to see Oppenheimer. Huh? Robert Downey Jr. is a good actor. He is a good actor. So, you know, I think when he challenges himself, he could lend himself to a great performance, and I'm looking forward to this one. Oh, okay. I mean, the next one is Ryan Gosling and Barbie. A personal, curious. a personal favorite actor for both of us. I really look up to Ryan Gosling. I've, I've liked him for a long time. I know you feel similar. And the, I'll tell you the truth. Whatever film Ryan Gosling is in, like, I want him to win Oscars. <laughs> That's just how it is. <laughs> Even when his role is just casual. I'm And he, if he were to get out, you know, like, I would disagree with a lot of nominations when they come up. But I have to admit my bias even if it's a mediocre film, at least I feel it's a mediocre film, and Ryan Gosling's in it and his performance is average, and he gets nominated, I will support that. I will too. <laughs> I mean, Ryan Gosling doesn't really put out many duds. Sure, there might not be like top tier movies, but they're all still at the very end. Very watchable, very enjoyable. Right. And that's what we really need for a good movie. Ryan Gosling is just one of the few actors we have still that gives off that energy of a, I don't know how to describe it, but kind of like a, a wild card um, Hollywood personality in the likes yeah. of Marlon Brando or James Dean. Ryan Gosling has that kind of energy and he chooses those kinds of films. The very first film I remember seeing with him was Drive. Yes, classic. Um, and that's when I first got my attention, which also let's not take away that the cast at the time for Drive had a all-star cast in the making. There's a few big names in it already. So we had Ryan Gosling and uh, who was the Jessica Chastain for yeah. the female yes. actress. Um, so we had them, and then we had Oscar Isaac, who was unknown at the time. And then there's uh, what's the other guy, Albert? Um, uh, the the actress was Carrie Mulligan. Oh, Carrie Mulligan. There we go. Carrie Mulligan. Brian Cranston other, was in it. Brian Cranston. And we had Albert. Albert uh, I Brooks. Think his last name. Albert Brooks. Yes, that film was loaded. Absolutely. And like again, again, Oscar Isaac when he was an unknown actor before he became famous. I think we could do an entire episode on Drive, so we won't. Let's not dive too much into that. We'll save that for another time. But yes, um, that also was one of the first films that introduced me to Ryan Gosling. And I know you didn't see Barbie, so I'll take over and just give a little opinion on this nomination. Um, pe a lot of people would debated this is an Oscar-worthy performance, and I think even a lot of people would debated this is an Oscar-worthy film. But I will say for what he was given and how he could have portrayed the role, Ryan Gosling did a good job. Um, 
personally, I don't think he should. I would be shocked if he wins. I don't think he should. But respect to Ryan Gosling. You know, he's a legend. Um, all right. And yeah, we are getting towards that time. So the last one is what? We have, oh, a familiar name. Mark Ruffalo. I guess, what am I saying? All these are pretty familiar names. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I it over here, right? Oscars. Uh, Mark Ruffalo in uh, Poor Things. Oh, Poor Things. I've heard about this film. This is the Yorgos film. Yep. And I really need to watch it because I, when I see the trailers for this, because uh, I think the leading actress is Emma Stone, I believe. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's Emma Stone. Yes, she's the lead. Um, this movie, to me, at least how it's depicted, seems like a female version of Frankenstein. I could be wrong, but that's how the trailer makes it seem. I cannot wait to see this film. William De- William William Defoe was in it as well. Uh, oh yeah, he's I've, great too. Yes, I've heard Mark Ruffalo's performance is amazing, and Yorgos has not made a single film that I don't absolutely love. Uh, the Lobster, incredible. Uh, Dogtooth. The favorite, which is the one about the I forget which queen, one of the queens in uh, England, uh, Anatomy of a Fall, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yes. Oh wait, 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 wait a second. He did not do Anatomy of a Fall. Sorry, sorry. I I, I meant to say Killing of a Sacred Deer, but he has done a lot of really good films and. I maybe this is one of the top films that I haven't seen yet that I'm looking forward to watching. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, because I did get confused because I think we, I'm not sure if we mentioned Yorgos earlier with the Anatomy. Uh, I forgot the name of the movie. Anatomy. No, this movie is, has Anatomy. This is our first Anatomy time. Will fall. Yeah, this is our first but, time mentioning it. But yeah, Yorgos. Oh, love Yorgos. Uh, the last movie I seen from him was I can't remember which one. The Lobster is that the one where he meets a girl and like and they're trying to escape together and again going to jacuzzi and he finds her to be kind of crazy. Yes, yes, and remember it has that final scene where he's in the cafe, and then yeah. and then yeah, and then the cars are driving by and he goes to the bathroom. Yeah, that that film is so good. His, what's, what I love about him is his films are, are weird. Let's just be honest. Let's admit it. They're strange. They're unique. They're original. They're brave. He is so brave to just say, you know what? I'm going to make myself vulnerable, have these strange ideas, and try to dive deep into the human psyche. So I have a lot of respect to him. He's one of my idols, and I'm really looking forward to seeing this film. I need to watch four things. I I mean, it, it looks really good. All of these look good. But there's some definitely stand out above the rest that like cream of the crop, it seems like. But poor things and Oppenheimer, Maestro. Um, and there's one other one I'm talking about, but they all look so good. Yeah. And, you know, I've had this sense, and I don't know what it what it is. Maybe it's in the way that we're changing how we watch media, how we spend our free time, that that the Oscars was just not going to be interesting this year. There was not many films I'm excited to see or hear about. But looking at this list, 
And I feel like many of us, you know, out there drifting, um, having this passion for a film, seeing this should make you guys excited as well. This is a good sign that we're maybe, we're maybe steering the ship now in the right direction. So, yeah, everybody out there, try your best to watch these films if you can. Us as hosts will make sure we do as well. And I'll, I'll have some movies to watch by the time we get back next episode. Yeah, and we'll stop it here. Next episode, we're going to focus on actresses. So thank you so much for listening this week. And again, you may feel like you're drifting out there on a boat out of shore, but we're all kind of drifting. So if we hold hands and we push together, we can land on shore. We can do it and we can pursue in the way that we want to. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening this week and take care. Thank you. And you have a good one. And I'll see you, see you and listeners next time. All right, Cristiano, you have a good one as well. Thank you, everybody. You as well, Austin. Bye. Everyone have a good night. Wait, was there ever any cake to begin with?